everyone, and welcome back to Ship of Fools, a nautical D&D adventure. I am your dungeon master, Hannah McLean, and I am being joined this evening by Andy Latai. Uh, you can call me Finn Fisher. No, Lonnie Stevenson. It's Reagan Starkweather. And Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kassir. I didn't know we were doing, like, character voices for the names. That is your character voice, Andy. <laughs> no, my character voice, my character Andy's voice Andy's character higher. voice is Andy, but... Three years before he entered high school. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting the bad goofs, Hannah. Don't worry about it. There are no bad goofs. <laughs> Andy controls the editing and we'll cut nothing. Um, okay, so we are... Um, yeah, welcome back to Ship of Fools, everyone. This is our sixth episode, which is a lot, really, when you think about it. Um... <laughs> Feels like that's quite, I've had, almost done, guys. I've had many D games that died in less sessions than this. So already we're kind of we're pushing. I think this is like the total number of sessions we played all of the final two years of college. <laughs> I really hope that's I not think we probably, true. We probably hit like ten. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so the bar is in hell, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we will go ahead and do a little bit of a recap of where, what has brought us to this point, what has brought the, the boys thus far. Uh, yeah, and then we will dive right in. So, the three of you washed up on the shores of a, what you thought was a deserted island and turned out to be a tropical resort, as we all remember. You, uh, made yourselves at home at the Bluefin Tropical Resort. You befriended a few people, you played some beach volleyball, you killed an ooze, um, all important things that happened. Um, gradually, you began to realize that the same storm that had brought your ship down had, in fact, been magically created by a bunch of people wearing blue robes, um, who plot uh, wherein they uh, smashed the orbs that were controlling the sort of weather-regulating uh, magical field around the resort. And um, with the orbs smashed, uh, went after the... You're still not entirely clear what they were going after. They seemed to be going after this strange cube that you guys found in the water next to the, the shipwreck. Um, or possibly going after Nurgle Windfellow, the tiefling wizard who... <laughs> yes, yes, get it out. Nurgle! Um, <laughs> Nurgle Windfellow, the tiefling wizard who had been in possession of the cube um, and had thrown it overboard when he realized that the ship was about to wreck. Um, regardless, you all intervened and kept them from carrying out whatever their plan was by killing almost everyone. Um, you, we did save the blue bitch. Yes, to... you kept one, you had one prisoner alive, um, and was taken into Eliester, the kind of owner of the resort, basically said that he would lock, lock them up. I don't actually remember who you kept alive at the end. We saved the blue bitch. Wait, hold, hold on. I, I want to visually describe a meme. Okay. I would like to describe the meme where the guy's wearing the t-shirt that says no fear. <laughs> but it says no prisoners. And then Malachi shows up with an unconscious person. And then the next, it says one prisoner. Thank you for listening. Uh, where was I? Uh, you kept one prisoner locked in the office. 
Um, and meanwhile, you all rested to prepare for. Everyone else was killed. Um, they did manage to stum- summon their storm at one point, but they were not able to maintain it for more than a couple rounds before all of them were dead. And the three of you and the rest of the people in the resort, no one was killed, and you all managed to emerge victorious from this encounter with plans to go on to Benswith when the ship came, because as you discovered when you made it back to your villa that night, uh, Nell, the captain of your beach volleyball team, had stolen the cube um, and replaced it with a note telling you to meet them in Benswith at a tavern called the interesting weasel where <laughs> they they would meet you at the interesting weasel bar and there they would explain what was really going on and what the cube was and why it mattered um so the three of you resolved to leave for benswith on the ship the next morning um and that brings us to where we are now the three of you are waking up in your villa for probably the last time unless you decide to like come back and stay in the same villa at some point so you're waking up in the villa um would you like to get up and do one last sunrise yoga? Uh, yes. Actually, I would. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thought I should ask. Malachi likes yoga now. All right, yeah, I'll come. I'll come to All right, you. Malachi. I'm going to be hungover, but I'll come. Oh, shit. I probably... No, you know what? I'll say I'm not hungover, because I'm just going to say that I had so, so, so much water yesterday after our fight. <laughs> actually, wait. What am I talking about? As I was putting, as I was putting drunk Malachi <laughs> to bed, I created water like right into his that mouth. That was two days to ago. hydrate him. That was two days ago. Malachi's just drunk from being stupid. He's not actually drunk. I feel like we probably partied after guys, we there, saved the day. There probably was some partying. I don't know if we specifically established it, but I think we can safely say there was some partying. Okay. So you guys a little bit hungover. Stumble your way out to sunrise yoga. I'm not. Well, okay. Everyone but Finn a little bit hungover. Stumble your way out to sunrise yoga. Um, Lee leads you through the sun salutation and my fists are tightly clenched yep. the entire time. I'm ready. <laughs> no one attacks you. <laughs> um, they're clearly scared of your defensive stance. <laughs> they wouldn't want to mess with you. Um, and I fall asleep during child's pose. <laughs> and as you're as you're doing your kind of staring you know, the, let's say Warrior 2, as you're in Warrior 2 staring out over the ocean, um, you see a ship with big white sails um, kind of come over the horizon and head directly for the island. God, I love this pose. Some of the staff kind of start preparing the dock for uh, receiving the ship. Um, there's a people are people who are departing on the ship uh, pack their bags and get ready. You guys see before the ship even reaches the dock, Nergil is already standing there with his like one bag um, in his kind of like vacation t-shirt, kind of like frantically tapping his toes and looking around like, come on, come on, get me out of this place. And yeah, what do you guys do in the time before the ship gets here? Well, I'd like to remove myself from my perfectly executed Warrior 2 position. And Mm -hmm. I... I would like to go make sure everything is all packed at our villa because I think that we've had enough of losing things over the past few days and things getting stolen that I just want to make sure I have every single thing that I possibly can think was in my possession. And also I'm done with yoga because I perfected this one thing and so now I'm done with it forever. (laughs) So I leave. As Malachi walks away from yoga, Finn tries to, like, sweep his legs out. Okay. 
<laughs> go ahead and make a Finn. Go ahead and make an attack roll. <laughs> Three. <laughs> uh, Malachi doesn't even. Finn stubs his to toe. Jump. You just like miss. Oh my god, he really has mastered yoga. <laughs> yeah. So you guys begin kind of your preparations for leaving. You get some breakfast, some muffins, and stuff like that. People bring out. Make sure that you have everything you need. As this sort of uh, readying to leave uh, is happening, um, you see Eliester come out of the office areas looking for the three of you. And he sort of pulls all of you aside um, where the rest of the guests can't really hear. And he says, uh, um, good morning. How is everyone? Mm, yes. I'm good. Very good. Thank you. Good. Good. Um, you see, are you preparing to depart on the ship? I assume. That yes. was the plan. Yep. Yes. All right. Excellent. Um, I mean, I'll be sorry to see you go, but uh, excellent. Well, then I have good news for you. And I hand him my filled out job application. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is excellent stuff. I take it from Aliester's hands and I rip it up. (laughs) What? No, I don't rip it up. I fold it up and I place it into my pocket. (laughs) I hand him the copy that I made. Wow, you certainly came prepared. This is good. As proof of my diligence. I do love to see that someone is prepared. Um, I must say, many of your skills don't necessarily seem to be applicable, apart from the talking to fish part. That's that's interesting. I can also kill oozes. Killing oozes, I didn't think was applicable, but evidently is. Um, it does seem like there's a lot of combat at this resort. Yes, well, you know, not typically. I don't. I know that kind of statistically it would seem like there is, but I, I assure you this is not typical of how we like to conduct our business. Um, speaking of combat, however, um, unfortunately, I feel like you might be interested to know, and um, our prisoner appears to have vanished into thin air. Excuse me? Um, uh. Vanished... Uh, the the office that we locked her in was um, empty when we went back this morning, and there was a faint kind of lingering smell of ozone. And we tied that like, blue bitch up. How did she get free? I the ropes are still there, and all the knots are still secured. <gasps> Clothes are also still there, and the ropes are sort of like wrapped around the sleeves. Can people do magic with their minds? Is that a thing people can do, Finn? What? Uh, y- yeah, yeah, I think so. I thought you had to talk. Or depends on the spell. Ooh. Well, we don't really actually Hannah, didn't. Hannah, talk. I'm not actually sure if what I'm saying is correct. No, you're correct. I'm trying, okay, I'm trying for Finn to actually be correct here. Uh, yeah, it depends on the spell. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. Malachi looks entirely dumbfounded. Wait, so you're telling me that we have a naked prisoner running well, around somewhere? Well, we don't have a prisoner anymore. I think it's it's possible, but I suspect. Some sort of magical shenanigans may have happened. Like I said, the room smelled like rain and lightning. And uh, considering the things that we've seen these people do. Okay, Malachi just looks absolutely dumbstruck because he very much thought that you had to say like abracadabra every time you did magic. (laughs) But has Malachi ever said abracadabra while doing magic? Well... He doesn't consider the stuff that he does like big magic. That's like big magic. His magic is just like he touches you and says, here you go. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know how it works. Big magic. I think when he divine smited, he was like, help God or something like that. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Bro. <laughs> so Eliaster says, so um, that's unfortunate uh, in terms of, you know, 
um, you know, having prisoners and returning them yeah. to justice and all that. I thought um, maybe by not killing her we were doing the right thing, but apparently that's not true. Yeah, I don't... We learned a valuable lesson. Kill them always. Always kill. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with it. I agree. I think that's a policy that I might need to enforce. Here at Bluefin Tropical um, Resort, we always kill. I, I point again to the part about killing oozes on my list yeah, of experience. You become more and more qualified by the minute. Um, well, I suspect, however, my, my young friend, that... Um, that you'll find that being an adventurer pays a bit better than being a uh, attendant at a tropical resort. Um, for instance, and he pulls a uh, <laughs> oh, pulls what a, a non sequitur! A sack of coins out of his pocket, and he says, "A signing bonus." I just got. Um, this is more of a bonus for services rendered. I just got approval from the board. Um, to give you a bit of a payout for, you know, saving the lives of everyone and making sure that we, uh, I mean, the insurance claims would have been a nightmare if people were to all get killed on their vacation. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. And I nudge Malachi like he knows about insurance. <laughs> Reagan uh, kind of yes. shoulders the other yes. two aside and is like, I'll take that. Yes, all right. Uh, he hands it to Reagan. Um, hey. Reagan, there's 150 gold oh, in this pouch. shit. <laughs> That's more gold than I've ever seen. I, I peer over Reagan's shoulder into the pouch. I say, all right, I'll hang on to these for you. Who are you talking to? And I to? shove it into my <laughs> pants. <laughs> Tell me you. I reach into Reagan's pants and I take it back out. Give me my sack back. <laughs> this is going to go evenly between the three of us, Reagan. I, hope, I just want to hold it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I take a full 10 minutes to count every piece in the bag, and then I hand it back to Reagan. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I hope it doesn't take you 10 minutes to count to 150. <laughs> He's very thorough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I put the sack back in my pants. Okay. And by pants, I think I mean pocket. Probably. 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 <laughs> All right, so Reagan has the money. Um, Eliester kind of looks at you all and he's like, again, I really can't thank you enough. I, I can't even imagine things would have been so much worse if you hadn't have happened to shipwreck here on this island. Yes, what a stroke of luck. There's um, no such thing as coincidence. Right, well... What? It was uh, good... Reagan, I didn't think you were that religious. ...to meet you. What? What? Reagan just declared his belief in a higher power. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what else would you mean by there's no such thing as coincidence? Uh, I was going more for a conspiracy theory. Oh, oh. Eliester goes, oh, he also just uh, understood what you were saying. As you guys are kind of standing there talking, uh, Lee comes up, also comes out of the office, and she sort of pushes her hair behind her ears and um, says, all right, I wanted to make sure that I caught you and said goodbye before you headed out. Um, I'm going, I've decided, I'm going to start teaching myself a few more uh, attack spells so I can be a little bit more useful next time there's a battle. Not that I think there's going to be another battle. She kind of gives like a sideways glance at Eliester and Eliester's like, please, there can't be another battle. Uh, I'm on thin ice with the board. Um, and Lee says... Who's the board? Well, if there is, um, I definitely, I'll be a little bit better prepared. Maybe some healing.
healing spells too. I feel like that would be useful. Mm. Um, she also, um, she gives you guys a little jar and she says, I made some more of those good berries, the ones that last longer than 24 hours. Oh, those are delicious. Thank you so much. And she gives you this little jar that has 15 good berries <gasps> in it. I would like to take it and gently put it into my, the other pocket that doesn't have the jar of dirt. Great. You've got a jar in each pocket now. But how many pockets? <laughs> Malik always got cans. <laughs> What's a can? Uh, it's a like fisherman. a jar. We're in a pre-industrial society, though. <laughs> Aren't you the one who's selling car insurance? No, that's Malachi. That, no, that's me. Um, okay. I, I think... Finn is waiting for someone to give him something he can put in his pocket. I think Lee, again, and... I guess um, this is where we say our goodbyes then, right? Yes. Um, I mean, you guys are welcome back anytime. Um, and she goes, she kind of like awkwardly holds out her hand like she's going to shake your hand. And then she just goes in for the hug. Malachi's petrified. <laughs> she gives you like a quick hug and then goes over and gives Reagan a quick hug. And I like try and hug her. back just as oh, she's you know pulling away. <laughs> I hug Ellie Esther, too. <laughs> Reagan is an incredible hugger. I would like this to be known. Yeah, I believe it. It's a little scratchy, though, with that dry skin. <laughs> He's got lotion. I will eat you. <laughs> um, Malachi, I think Reagan's hitting on me. Reagan, that's highly inappropriate. This is a child. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was hitting him. I was just hitting him. Oh. And then Finn, I, there's I nothing I can Finn. do about that. Oh. You guys start to head toward the ship. You gather together all your things, the things you've been given and everything. You start to head toward the ship. Um, you see Ashila and Nikala um, are kind of waiting down on the beach for you guys. And they sort of wave you over as you're walking toward the ship. They wave the three of you over to them. And Ashila says, it's been a pleasure getting to know you boys. I'm so glad we happen to be here at the same time. And oh my goodness, so much more exciting than usually we just lay on the beach for a week and a half. And this time we were, you know, watching a giant storm and a big battle happen and the building got lit on fire. And playing beach volleyball. Yes, all of those things were new and exciting. Um. <laughs> they certainly were. I go over and I, I firmly shake both of their hands and I say, well, thank you very much for hiring Starkweather Entertainment for your last surprise party. Uh, really glad we were able to give you such a show. Uh, we do normally upcharge for the combat effects like that, but I mean, you guys have been great. So I put a hand oh, over so Reagan's funny. mouth you're and so funny. I sort of hold out a hand to shake for each of them. I am licking Malachi's hand. Hmm. <laughs> Is it is it like a salt lick? It tastes like, it... like iron. I think it's exfoliating my tongue. <laughs> I push his face back and just shake their hands like a normal person. I hug them. They shake your hands. They hug um, Finn. And Finn, as they hug you, um, Nicola uh, takes this small little, um, this little like wooden figurine of a dolphin and she hands it to you. Um, and you see that kind of carved into the dolphin's back is this little seal um, that looks like two like intertwining like flowers, basically. Um, this little seal with like two two roses with the stems crossed on it. Um, and Nicola says, if you ever find yourself in Aban, make sure you look us up. Um, we'd be we'd love to have you stay uh, stay for a night. We've got plenty of guest rooms. Oh my goodness. And they sort of look at each other and they're like, oh, so many guest rooms. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Yeah, I will. 
and I give her my little wooden triangle that I carved before. <laughs> she Aww. says, oh, thank you. What, um, what does this do? It's just nice. Oh, oh, thank you. I will make sure it will have a place of honor in our house. I don't have any guest rooms, but if you're in Gillsbury, um, you can hang out. Oh, um, yes, I'll keep that in mind if I'm ever in Gillsbury. Okay, Finn. Okay. <laughs> Guys, we, we are nailing our social interactions today, let me just say. Can we go back to fighting? You've had a harrowing few days. Um. Okay, yeah, so I would like to thank them for their little thing that they gave Finn. Tell them we'll be dropping him off shortly. <laughs> oh, that goes, that goes for all of you. You're all welcome to stay. Oh. And if Can I just, just quit the adventure and go live with them? <laughs> Thank you. The dolphin is just for if anyone gives you a hard time in Upon, just show them that and tell them that you're our guests and people should be fine about it. Oh, um, thank all you. Right, I put it in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get on this fucking boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys get on the boat. Um, is, the wait, boat, is yes? Is Eliester over there? Eliester is sort of um, hanging around outside the office. It looks like they're kind of still assessing the fire damage and as far as what needs to be done going forward. Okay, I need to run over to Eliester real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you do this kind of as Reagan and Finn are boarding? I I, don't, I didn't know if we were boarding yet or not, but yeah, you guys are. The ship is starting. I just want to know if you're oh ditching I mean, them. I I just go over there. I okay. don't. I'm not like perfect. I'm not like sneakily, but yeah, I run over to Eliester and I yes. Um, you you just you uh, you gave me a message before. And oh, you said, of course, for General Lehman. Yes, how could I forget? Uh, right. Um, you said if I had the time to just give you my my response. Is that right? Yes, yes, no, of course. I can I can send that did you along need for me you. to did you need me to write it down or Um if it's if you keep it short, I can just write it down. He's pulling out like a little pad of paper from his pocket. Malachi just looks so 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 uncomfortable. Um okay. Are are, are you ready? Uh, are no, you ready? I'm ready, go. Okay. Um I'm okay. Um sorry for the surprise. Thank you for Paying for us to stay here. Sorry, I didn't contact you sooner. Um, he's just like, looks so unsure of where to go. He's like, he looks at Eliaster. He's like, is how many how many words do you? Well, that um, I do appreciate it being kept on the shorter side. Do you um, do you want to tell him where you're going, or are you going to um, contact him? Uh, just you can sign it. Thank you. Um, I thank you. Bye. Then he runs away. Eliester <laughs> <laughs> goes, whoa, whoa, wait, but you're already gone. Um, okay, and you guys get onto the ship and you depart from the Bluefin Tropical Resort and head towards Benswith. Um, the ship is called the uh, it's called the Sally's Sister. It's a kind of just mostly just like a, a passenger ship. Um, it's kind of fine and well-kept. It's a nicer, like, a higher-tier ship than the Rosemary, basically, because, uh, it's 
carries rich people back and forth. You see, um, Nergil also got on the ship with you, as well as a couple other guests of the resort who were like either had already planned to leave on this ship or who don't really want to be hanging around anymore after what happened yesterday. I see Kate Winslet across the deck and I fall in love instantly. <laughs> um, you guys are, are on this ship and heading towards Benswith. Um, it'll be about a four day journey to get to Benswith. The resort has covered your travel expenses for you as far as like passage on the ship goes. Either it's bundled in with the resort or they, Eliester just kind of took care of it. It'll be about four days trip to Benswith. In the meantime, you guys can sort of occupy yourselves however you want. If you want to help the sailors, um, Reagan, they'll very kind of recognize you as a fellow sailor um, and acknowledge you as sort of, there's a little bit of banter back and forth about like, how'd you end up at a place like that? And other than that, is there anything in particular that you guys would like to do during your time on hmm. the ship? I'm so mad. I really planned on interrogating Bluebitch on the journey. Um, so now I have no idea what I'm gonna do on this <laughs> ship. Uh, uh, Reagan's gonna like hardcore join the sailors. Like, okay. just do that. Get to the highest point possible on the ship, hang out there, tie knots, <laughs> do sailory shit. Uh, Malachi's gonna stare pensively off into the ocean uh, and throw up a few times. <laughs> Oh my god, is it like, is it like little rocks? <laughs> no! <laughs> it's like regular vomit. It's like a mud. Like, it's like sand. A <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's how oozes are made. Uh. Um, Finn wants to write a couple letters. Okay. Um, and there's no tables on board, so he writes it like on Malachi's back as Malachi's leaned over the edge of the, <laughs> the ship. <laughs> the ship is made of wood. <laughs> huh. <laughs> That's true. It's okay, I'll let him write on my back just this once. It's not a very smooth surface, though. <laughs> oh, Alright, yeah, tr- alright, fine. Finn just writes on the floor. Um, and so he writes a letter to his parents. I'm picturing his, Finn his... just, like, laying on the ground using crayon, feet kicking up in the air. Oh, yeah, my feet are kicking. On his stomach. What was I talking about? Oh, right, yeah. So first, I'm writing a letter to my foster parents back in Galesbury. Um, nothing wild, just basically like, hey, mom and dad, I'm fine. How are you? Um, I'm already seeing the world. I got shipwrecked. I killed an ooze. I made some money. And you know what? I think I made a couple friends along the way, too. Also, may or may not have a job. It was an ambiguous conversation. Love you. See you sometime. Probably soon. Finn. And then I write an almost identical letter, which is addressed just to Dear Father which is for the lurker in the deep. And then I throw both letters overboard. Just flat in the paper? Do you, like, put them in a bottle? I mean, I assume there's, like, an envelope or something, probably. Just a paper envelope. I trust the seas. (laughs) These letters will find their intended targets. They will just be unreadable. I think, think, as I'm doing it, I, like, think hard about where these letters should go. Uh, Okay. Awesome. You throw the letters overboard. You guys, so in this ship, there's basically just like one big room where everybody sleeps. Um, If you want, you can pay extra to get those like a couple of like private quarters, which Nergil appears to have paid extra to be in a private quarter. Of course he did. (laughs) Can I pay extra to be in Nergil's room? (laughs) No. (laughs) 
Virgil's more than happy to have you sit with him and for him to like teach you about magic and stuff like that. He's, oh yeah, um, you know I'm hanging out with Virgil. He's delighted to be doing that. I um, want to sleep in crew quarters. Yeah, after after like the first day, everybody's chill with that. <laughs> the first time they wake up and see this strange half dwarf lying at the foot <laughs> of their bed. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> Reagan, you do notice when you wake up on the, I'm going to say the third morning of your journey, you're kind of like getting changed. And as you're pulling your shirt on, you feel your, your knuckles brush against your skin, just right on your lower back, like right above the hem of your pants. Oh, and no. you're like, shit. And you feel, and you kind of crane your neck so you can see over your shoulder. Oh my God, did see- I get another tattoo? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were a little drunk last night. You're like, oh shit, what's this? One of the um, guys is trying but his as hand. As you look over your shoulder, what you see is several very pronounced dragon scales. Shit, uh, shit, shit. Right mm. there on your skin. Yeah, right, just right there above the hem of your waistband on your lower back. I guess I'm wearing my pants comically high now. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan, you see Reagan's older full somehow. on Kylo running it. Oh, uh, it's it actually is very stylish. It defines your waist and uh, makes you look very becoming. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Malachi. Um, by the last day of the journey is starting to gain his sea legs and he just wants to follow Reagan around all day and watch how he ties knots. <laughs> and every time Reagan does something, Malachi says, teach me that. I teach Malachi several things. I do that, but with Nergil. <laughs> and I feel like Nergil does fewer like impressive things just throughout the day. Yeah. So it's not as cool, but I'm just like, whoa. Nergil starts eating with a fork and a knife and <gasps> Teach me that. (laughs) (laughs) Nergil brushes his teeth and or hair. (laughs) Nergil's very, like, he's very excited to tell you about magic, and he pulls out all of these spell books and stuff that are covered in these, like, arcane runes that you have never seen in your life, Finn. And he's just sort of like, and this is how one does. Now, when I started, I started out in the school of abjuration, so I was learning a little bit about abjuration. Um, and you're just, like, nodding and playing along, but, like, none of this. It's all going <laughs> over your head. This is not how you do magic in the slightest. Um, uh, Reagan sees this going on at one point and kind of, like, scoffs, but, like, actually seems deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> Malachi doesn't see it at all. Or he he tries to pretend like he hasn't. You do, however, notice, and you're not sure if it's happening because of Nergil or if it's just happening, like, kind of independent. Um, and in fact, all three of you notice that your your magic and you you feel yourself becoming stronger as you're sort of on this boat and feeling the sea air and the, the waves against the boat and um, just kind of drinking it all in. You feel your own abilities strengthening within yourself. Oh, that reminds me. I am definitely like every like every morning before anyone else wakes up, I like go out and I sit in like a secluded space and I like take out my jar of dirt and I whisper to my rock and I see if my rock whispers back. For the first three days, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> you feel you feel like 
the, you hear the crashing of the waves and you feel the wind and the sea air and it's very peaceful and calming this time that you're having with your rock but you're not getting anything in particular or any voice or any answer or anything and it's a little disappointing it is but then <gasps> on the last day of your journey on the morning of the day that the ship is going to come into Benzwith you wake up and you wake up even a little bit earlier than usual. When you come up to the top deck, the sky's still mostly dark, and there's just that faintest hint of pink and orange along the horizon. There's a few sailors on deck, kind of people who had the night shift milling around in this sort of sleepy early morning haze, but there's few enough people that it very much feels like you're alone here, as you kind of go to the edge of the ship like you've been doing, and you set your jar of dirt in front of you, and you hold the rock in your hands. You close your eyes and you focus, and you start to feel a sort of gentle breeze wrap around you. And you feel the rock getting hot in your hand. Ouch, 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 ouch. Not painfully <laughs> hot, but maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and you see that the lines on it, that it sort of spontaneously appeared, no new lines appear, but they begin to become a little bit more pronounced. And as, as you're sitting there, you see the morning star, this single star, the last one left in the night sky above your head, and it's sparking with this silver light, and it seems even brighter than you've ever seen it be before. And as you're watching it, there's this faint wind that comes out from over the ocean and on the wind you hear this voice very quiet just say Malachi <gasps> who's there? Malachi I, I put the rock up to my ear and then I put it up to my mouth and I say hello? hello oh my god god? I have a question for you anything do you promise to kindle the light? the what, what do you mean? You see an image in your mind of a group of people on this cold, dark night, kind of huddled together, shoulder to shoulder, in the middle of this dark forest. And you see, in the middle of the circle, someone who's hunched there, um, furiously striking rocks against each other. And as you watch, there's a spark, and this little campfire starts, and you see all the people relax and sort of draw in closer, closer together and closer to the fire, and you hear the voice again. Do you promise to kindle the light? Yes. I... Do you promise to protect the light? Yes, I'll protect it. I... How do you want me to... How do you want me to kindle it? You'll understand. How? I don't understand. I'm sorry. But... There's a gentle laugh and a... You will. And you feel the wind go around your face and through your hair, almost like a hand. <laughs> the face Taylor just made. And the rock in your hand slowly starts to grow colder until it's just a rock again. No, no. Hello? Um, Malachi sort of just holds the rock close for a minute. And he's just watching the star and he just sits there until other people start to come up onto the deck. Other people gradually start to come up onto the deck. Other sailors taking the morning shift. Um, Reagan and Finn, you guys are woken up 
pretty early too because this is the day that the ship is going to get into Benswith. So there's a little bit more activity, a little bit more stuff going on. When I wake up on that morning, I think I'm confident enough to try something that Nergil taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is find familiar. Uh-huh. Um, so I do it um, because I'm feeling like a level three kind of guy instead of a level <laughs> two now. Uh-huh. Um, specifically one that has chosen Pact of the Chain. Not that mm-hmm. Finn would know what those words mean. <laughs> um, and But that spell just sort of like jumped out at me. It was like the one thing in all those like wizard books he was showing me that actually like clicked. And I was like, yeah, I want to try this. Okay, so you set up Find Familiar the way Nergil taught you. Um, do you do this, like, out on the deck, or are you down, or do you ask Nergil to help you with it? Um, no. I want, well, I do it on the deck, but I want to do it without help, so he'll be proud of me. Okay. Um, but I've got I've to do it out in the open over the ocean with the salt air. Okay, so you find kind of a quiet spot on the deck uh, at the edge of the railing right by the ocean, and you set up, you borrowed this little, like, incense-burning brazier from Nergil, and you set it up, and you you go through the motions, and you write out the arcane runes, and you do all the things like you were supposed to, and you try to cast the spell, and nothing happens. And you're just left sitting there, kind of looking at this stuff. And you're not quite sure what you did wrong. But then you see a single white dot in the sky. And as, you, as you're as you watching it, it starts to grow bigger and bigger until you realize that it's a seagull who is coasting down, making a beeline directly for you. And it sort of comes flying down, does a couple of laps around, and then lands in front of you and looks up at you with these beady black eyes and just opens its beak and goes, Ah! I go, what? Could you repeat that, Hannah? Yeah. But it distinctly does sound like, Finn, you've been around a lot of seagulls, and usually they're like a little higher pitched. This one distinctly does sound like it's having an issue making a sound. (laughs) 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 And it does it again. It goes, ah! But then it sort of, its head like shakes a little bit, and it it becomes very still. um, And its eyes start to glow a little bit with this sort of like bluish black glow. And it looks directly at you, and it goes, <laughs> And it's more like the bird opens its mouth, oh, and no. the sound resonates out of it as if it's being spoken through. This is extremely fucking haunted. Um, I'm like, hi. Can, can I help you, sir? That's me. I'm sending you this (laughs) What? You're sending me another bird, Mr. Bird? (laughs) No. I'm like, oh, 
Ellie Esther? Oh my god. Oh, <gasps> Dad! Did you get my letter? <laughs> um, cool. Thanks for the bird. Well, he'll certainly help me get some french fries, I'm sure of that. Make me proud. <laughs> and then the bird shakes its head and its eyes stop glowing and it sort of starts pecking around the deck like it's looking for food. Finn, Finn wipes a tear away from his eye and is like, still talking to the bird and is like, I will. <laughs> I didn't get that. What? Are, and it goes are, are you in a tunnel? I can't. Oh my god! It goes, it goes over to like flies over to one of the other sailors and starts kind of pecking at this man's breakfast. So Malachi gets a message from God, and Finn gets a cursed seagull, <laughs> and I get a tramp stamp. Damn right! <laughs> this is the best yeah. day of my life. Breaking gets a tramp stamp. <laughs> That was the most meaningful conversation we've ever had. Who are you saying this to? We're not there. Yeah. I'm just talking. Okay. Do you, bud? I can't talk on the deck of a ship. <laughs> Mister stares out into the ocean for hours at a time. Okay. Once everyone else is sort of milling about him, Malachi sort of like shakes himself out of his reverie and uh, just he holds the rock in his hand for the rest of the day, but he fo starts following Reagan around again. <laughs> Um, uh, Reagan has decided to start drinking heavily to compensate for the fact that, like, he has butt scales now. <laughs> um, as well as he's, like, very much trying to ignore the, like, fact that he kind of feels like he's constantly on the verge of, like, having sparks shoot out of his fingers. Um. And it, it feels like that increasingly more and more, Reagan. You're having a harder time uh, not having sparks shoot out of your fingers. Uh, yeah, he's not happy about that. Uh, so. Okay, once Malachi realizes that Reagan isn't going to show him anything cool today, he goes over to the side of the ship for a little while and he takes out the rock and he sort of like starts swooping it over the ocean the way little kids do when they stick their hands out of the window. No, 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 um, no wait, then... Malachi, I can teach you how to shotgun. You want to learn how to shotgun? What? We're in the pre-industrial age. <laughs> We've established cans. <laughs> it's like 9 a.m., Reagan. Yeah, and it's always 5 o'clock somewhere on the ocean. Malachi allows Reagan to teach him to shotgun because he thinks it'll make him happy, and he's sick of him sulking. <laughs> all day and not teaching him how to make any cool new knots. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you guys are shotgunning and watching this new seagull try to steal food oh, from yeah. anyone who has food. Watching Finn's seagull intently. I'm so proud of him. Um, I want to give you guys a little bit of background before you actually land on Benswith of things that you as citizens of this world would just kind of generally understand. Okay. So, as you know, there are five kind of major seas here in the Lunluma Ocean. There's the Sea of Storms, which is known for its chaos and unpredictability and the 
enormous, often magical storms that rage across it. South of the Sea of Storms is the Lightless Sea, a tranquil ocean covered in a permanent chilling fog. East of these two seas is the Aberrant Sea, a distant and hard-to-reach ocean, which is you've heard a little bit about from Nergal, and is the home to enormous eldritch creatures and strange magical effects. To the north is the Northern Sea, uh, the creatively named Northern Sea, with uh, its cold, rough waters, but less turbulent magical effects. And then to the west, the even more creatively named Western Sea, uh, which is the largest and most temperate of the areas of the Lunluma Ocean and is home to most kind of populated islands and kind of thriving kingdoms and civilizations. Um the Bluefin Tropical Resort is located in kind of the southern side of the Western Sea, and the ship that you guys got in has basically carried you straight north to the Western Sea Kingdom of Benswith. Benswith is sometimes known as the Midway City. Its central, somewhat stable location um, has made it a hub of trade and travel in the Western Sea. Uh, it's almost like a giant like rest stop or truck stop <laughs> oh god there are more inns and taverns and curiosity shops here than anywhere else and as the ship approaches you see rising toward you benswith a hodgepodge of metal and wood with different ramps and ladders connecting the two different land masses that serve as one interconnected city Dozens of ships of all shapes and sizes are parked around the entirety of the two islands. And as you approach, you can hear music and talking and ringing of bells in a city that never settles down. <laughs> Welcome to Benswith. Wow, the large apple. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm... Hey guys, did you meet my bird? Uh, hey, we have not. Your bird. It's your bird. I've kind of been avoiding um, you and that bird for the yeah. He's past. he's around here somewhere, wherever someone's eating. So probably. that is yours. I mean, oh, there he is. Lands on Finn's uh, I, I I should have assumed hey, buddy, that this was yours. It hurts a little because like he has claws and Finn's yeah. just wearing a shirt. Seagulls are big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. You guys got any ideas? Thinking maybe Gulliver. Uh, you know, because he's small and we're all very big. I don't so understand. So it's sort of like a literary parallel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, everything Finn's saying is going right over my head. Good God. Um, um, how about... Name it Ooze. Birdman. <laughs> Those are both pretty bad suggestions. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Gulliver. You could, you could name it after one of our friends on the island. Yes, I don't know. I don't know. I've never named name anything before. Name it Nergil. Ooh. Hey, Nergil, can I name my bird after you? No, 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 no. Nergil. Ah. Nergil. <laughs> Nergil is like blearily rubbing sleep from his eyes as he emerges onto the deck and he goes, Can you name your what? My bird. Oh, my goodness. Go say hi to Nergil, Nergil. <laughs> Nurgle flops over and, like, flaps his wings in, in Nurgle's face. And Nurgle's like, oh, oh, my God, did you cast Find Familiar? Yeah. 
Oh my goodness, well, I'm pleased to meet you, Nurgle. Well, I, I don't know if I should be honored or insulted. <laughs> it could be both. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I think I'm going to stick with both. You're telling me that this is a magic seagull. Is it, it, is, it is a real seagull? Is it a magic seagull? I, don't I know. try and touch it. <laughs> you can touch it. It's solid. It's there. Oh. Sometimes you can talk. I give it a little squeeze to see if it's, like, corporeal. <laughs> um, go ahead and you can make an arcana check for me. Okay. I think this is the first roll. It, it is. <laughs> I'm imagining him, like, squeezing it, and it's like eyeballs pop out cartoonishly, and it goes like, <laughs> you know? You know what, I got you know what I'm describing here? Yes. Oh, yeah. I got a 13. <laughs> A thirteen. Um, it seems like a like a real seagull. You can feel its feathers. You can sort of see its little feet. It seems like mm. like it's pretty pretty real. I, I pet it a little bit once I figure out it's real, and then I go, oh, mm, okay. That's my boy. Then I go wash my hands. <laughs> Again, this is not a normal seagull. So <laughs> Nurgle. <laughs> so how long until we actually dock? Yeah, so you guys basically, the, the ship pulls up and um, all the riggings are connected and stuff like that. I don't <laughs> you know, I, know what you do. When I'm helping with that. I'm doing that. I'm being Malachi like, ties one knot. Riggins being like total Mr. Action Hero, like swinging around, just tying knots everywhere. Like very dramatic, like really making. That sounds pretty unhelpful. Yeah, go ahead and make me a, make me an athletics check. 15. 15? Okay. You're managing, you definitely look cool while you're doing it, and you're managing to be helpful enough um, <laughs> that no one is, like, actively telling you to stop. Um, That's the sweet spot, baby. Yeah, you're distinctly showing off, and no one else is acting like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you guys, um, Doc in Benswith, um, the people who are guests kind of start getting off, and the sailors get off too. Everybody seems pretty excited to be here. Benswith is like generally a place that sailors love because it deliberately caters to them and is kind of made for, it's made for the kind of like one night stopover. <laughs> um, and uh, everyone kind of gets off. You see the, the uh, some of the senior officers of the ship kind of go to check in at like a like a boathouse, like a basically like a big boathouse where they sort of check in and put things in ledgers and stuff. Hannah like that. definitely has um, seen Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> 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 Little, that's where um all of my boat knowledge comes from. Um, so yeah, you guys, um, and you guys are are in the city of Benswith. There are curiosity shops. There's uh taverns. There's like random things to do it's just generally like there's a lot there's a lot going on it's a little bit overwhelming there's kind of lots of lots of conversation it feels very crowded um definitely finn this is the biggest city that you've been in and it's there's wow yeah um <laughs> lots of lots of activity lots of people it's like 10 a.m and everybody's already drinking that sort of a Look, that building has two stories. <laughs> Hannah, is this somewhere I might have been before or no? Um, it's possible. Generally, mm, yeah, I'll say you could have been here once when like a smaller company stopped by. Okay. Just like just like a stopover. I just didn't know if I've like been around or yes, not. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that this is this is in a, a spot and is kind of frequented enough that you, you would have stopped. I'm okay. going to assume I've been here perhaps a couple times. 
Yeah, Reagan, you've definitely been here. Um, yeah, probably a few times. Um, Do I have a favorite bar? Almost certainly, yes. Now you I tell go me to there. What what kind of bar would be your favorite? A bad one. A bad like one. A, like a nice, <laughs> okay. nice seedy sailor tavern. A nice seedy sailor tavern. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say you find, uh, you spot a place called John's Dock, which is sort of like right there among the docks and kind of specifically seems to cater to the sailors. It's sort of a like, if you want to like roll right off your ship and be drinking right away, that's where you go. Um, and uh, you see that that's where quite a few of the other sailors from the ship are going. Um, and so you kind of meet up with them and you head over there. Uh, Malachi and Finn, you see that most of the like um, like guests from the resort are distinctly not going there. Um, <laughs> okay. Most of them seem to be heading toward. There isn't necessarily like a higher class area in Benswith or anything like that, but there are definitely certain establishments. Um, that cater towards people who don't want to be at a place like John's Dock. Um, and you see most of the, like, resort guests seem to be heading in those directions. Um, Nurgel comes over and kind of claps you on the back fin, and he's like, All right, well, I'm heading for my friend's house. It's, um, uh, I'm heading that way. If you want to come by and talk about magic or whatever, I'm getting out of, uh, Benswith pretty quick here, so... If you wanted to stop by, it's it's down, it's across from a place called, um, across from the Crimson Call, if you're familiar. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll find it. Someone will give you directions. It's kind of, it's down that way. He points, like, over to, basically over to, like, the other island, and he's like, yeah, you just go over there and take a left, and you'll find it. And if I'm already gone, just... You know, drop my name and Solaris will let you in. He knows He knows a lot about magic. Um, so, yeah. The pleasure seeing you guys. Try not to die out there. Wish I could say the same, Nurgle. You too. <laughs> and Nurgle heads off into the city. So we're just gonna let him go like that, Finn? What? I mean, I'll probably go see him later. I think we should probably make sure that we catch him before he runs off to wherever he ends up going. All right. Sounds good. I love that guy. Yeah, I mean, not now. Not now. I think we should go and grab Reagan and then meet up with Mel to figure out what they've done with the thing. The cube. Did you forget the word cube? <laughs> For a moment, yes. Um, Happens to the best of us. <laughs> sorry, guys. I personally am Taylor. I'm just, like, so not processing right now for whatever reason i personally am taylor <laughs> me too girl me too would now be the time to go shopping it's up to you guys i'll just so to set the scene it's basically you have many options open to you there are lots of kind of shops and stuff like that here this is a bensmith is built for restocking so there's kind of like anything normal you can basically find here as well as just like weird objects like just think of like a truck stop or like a curio, like a souvenir. <gasps> Buying a, a battle axe at a truck stop. That is essentially the vibe that I want to be about. Awesome. Um, so if you've got stuff that you want to get, um, this would be a great place and time to do that since it's sort of midday right now. Additionally, Nell had told you to meet them at the interesting weasel bar. Um, you now know where uh, Solaris's house is. 
and there's also just generally like if you if you had something specific you wanted to do it probably someone is doing it in bed okay um, I think we All should right. grab Reagan first, no matter what else we do. Okay. Uh, we fetch Reagan from this sailor bar. I walk in very cautiously. <laughs> I walk in without, with no caution. I'm just like, woo, yeah, let's go inside. Uh, uh, Reagan is definitely hey, Reagan! in the middle of some sort of probably illegal betting circle. Uh-oh. Hannah, you can tell us what's happening in that circle. I don't know. Maybe it's a jellyfish fight. Yeah, um, it's right by the water. So I'm gonna say that there's there is there's like a tank. There's basically like a beta fish fight going on here. People are kind of catch catch these. Beta are they fish normal size? Beta no, they're alpha fish. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fantasy beta okay. fish. So okay. they're like much. Better. I'm picturing like everyone has to use like binoculars to see who's winning. <laughs> But it is a little bit, you guys kind of push through this big circle of people shouting and you're expecting to find like blood everywhere or some sort of big fight going on. And instead it's just a bunch of men gathered around a fish tank um, where these two very colorful fish are ripping each other to shreds. Finn is way more distressed than if they had walked in on a bunch of people fighting each other. (laughs) Yeah, Finn, the telepathy is not pleasant right now. Uh Malachi, do you mind if I wait outside? Don't run away. Although the telepathy is large. Why would I run away? The telepathy is largely like, these two fish are cussing each other. <laughs> oh, so like they're mad? They want to fight? <laughs> they're furious. They're so aggressive. These fish Can are you give us a sample? Raging. Well, now I just don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> Hannah, will you please give us a sample of what's being said? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard. I'll kill you for fucking my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Finny gets in his head as soon as he gets within 120 feet or whatever. Marlin, wow. no. <laughs> All right, I guess I can't be too mad. Uh, Where's his wife? Reagan may or may not yell something to the effect of, All right, I got 150 gold pieces on the pink one. I grab Reagan by the back of the neck and drag him out of the circle. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I attempt to fight Malachi, but it's that thing where, like, my arms are slightly too short. And also, he has <laughs> it's me true by the they back are. of the neck, which is totally cheating. Yeah, Reagan is, like, going mad, thrashing all over the place. You see one of the other sailors is like, whoa, whoa, bring him back here. And another one's like, none of us have 50 gold, you idiot. Uh, yeah, you drag him with you. As I drag Reagan out of this bar, I plunge my hand into his pocket and take that gold sack away from him. Aye, my sack. Give me my sack back. <laughs> no sacks for you until you get sober. Come on. Um, we were having fun in there. There's there, there a food fight. I I immediately. How dare you? Well, you want to go, Finn? I count 50 pieces out for Finn. I hand them to Finn. I count 50 out for myself. And then I hand the sack to, back to Reagan. I feel like Malika then reconsiders and gives me only 25. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I do give it back to him. And then Reagan like pivots to go back into the bar. And I grab the sack again. And I like, I take out 20 of his gold. And I hold it up in my hand. And I say, you'll see this again once you learn not to waste all your money. Who are you, my dad? Don't answer that. You could be, and that would be weird. I turn away, and with my back turned to Reagan, I start wedging each piece of gold into one of my cracks. (laughs) You nasty. (laughs) 
So you're now covered in gems and gold. Yes, but I'm wearing a shirt so no one else can see. (laughs) (laughs) The gold blocks out the light. All right, I'm going to picture that you're wearing like a turtleneck (laughs) so that I can justify. (laughs) (laughs) The cracks don't go up that far. Seems about right. Okay, so you guys have the three of you back together again. You've got your gold divided up. What now? I want to buy a net. Okay. What? So are you going to take some take some time and do some kind of general shopping? I, I think yeah. I'd like to shop okay. as well because I figure we would meet at the bar at night probably. That sounds good. Um, what sorts of things do you, you guys can just tell me what you're looking for and I'll tell you how much it'll cost. Yeah, I'd like All to right. get back the stuff that I lost in the wreck. Uh-huh. <laughs> Any place around here that sell some nice old melee and martial weapons? I'll say for sure there are places that sell kind of just like, maybe not something specialty, but just like ordinary stuff you can definitely find. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> okay. What specifically? Uh, I had a flail that I was fond of. Uh-huh. So I'd like to buy a flail and I'd like to purchase a javelin. How much would that be? Flail and a javelin. Um, javelins are super cheap. Are you oh, just lit. buying one or are you going to buy a couple? Oh, well, how cheap are they? <laughs> They're five silver pieces. Oh, how many silver yeah. are in a gold? Ten. Okay, I would like... It's a very sensible system. Yes, I would ten, like to ten, buy... Ten, ten, I am American. Two ten. javelins. Two javelins for Malachi, please. Two javelins? Yes. Okay, and then the flail is ten gold pieces. So that's... You spent eleven gold Oof. pieces. Total. Okay, that's fine. Um, alright, so I first... I want to buy a net. Uh-huh. Um... Uh... We see Finn buying a net, and I'm like, to Malika, I'm like, oh, and I'm the one who's wasting my money? Okay, yeah, a net's only one gold piece for, like, a pretty nice, solid quality. Is this, like, a fishing wow. net, a butterfly net? Uh, what is he buying? Like like a fishing, like one of those big, kind of, like, square lattice nets, not like yeah. a butterfly net. Yeah. Um, So I buy the nicest one I can find, and then I, like, drape it over my shoulders and wear it like a cape. Jeez. The nicest one you can find is going to be three gold pieces. I'll take it. Okay. Is this for you to wear as clothing, or are you planning on using it to catch fish? I thought you could just talk to them, and they would just sort of come up to you. I don't catch fish anymore. Then why did you buy a fishing net? Because it looks awesome. It's a great aesthetic. And I'm the one who's wasting money. Um, and then I want to find someone to... I give Reagan three gold pieces of his gold back. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I want to get my spear engraved with my name okay um you find like an old woman with one eye like sitting <laughs> out behind um who's basically there there's like the blacksmiths are all like no we're not going to engrave your spear just for flavor um but then one of the blacksmiths his grandma's like i taught him everything he knows let me do it <laughs> that's great um and she does it beautifully. It looks nice. great, actually. Um, I want an ice cream cone. <laughs> you get an ice cream cone. Just to eat. All right. It costs Good. five copper. I'll take it. And the spear engraving, she asks for, mm, let's say five silver. All right. I get two ice cream cones. One is for Nurgle. Okay. Nurgle's not even here. Nurgle. Oh, Nurgle. Nurgle, like, throws his head back and swallows it down and makes this horrible slurping sound that I'm not going to attempt to make. (laughs) Partly because I don't want my neighbors to think I'm, like, actually dying over here. Nice. 
All right, I'm good. I want to buy a hammer. A hammer? Okay, cool. okay Thor. Are you looking for like a, a light hammer or a war hammer? Hmm. More in the vein of a light hammer, but that is usable for war purposes. Like I'm not, go I'm not okay. going to Home Depot, but yeah, yeah. A, a light hammer costs two gold pieces, and if you hit someone with it, it does one d four bludgeoning damage. It's like the equivalent of a dagger, but for bludgeoning. Yes, damage. I'll so take it. Perfect. So that costs two gold pieces. Thank you. Damn, y'all stuff so cheap. Actually, I want to get some daggers. Yes. Okay. Daggers are also two gold pieces each. I get two. Okay. He's got two daggers. Oh, and I'm gonna buy some rope. Don't you have rope? I thought I did, but I actually don't think I do. Do I? You probably... Oh, I think maybe we did establish yeah. that rope was one of the few things that you saved. Never yeah. mind. Um, I got rope. Oh, yeah. Could we... Can we get just, like, kind of, like, general, like, adventuring supply yeah. packs? Yeah. A general, so like if you want an explorer's pack, it's 10 gold pieces. Um, dungeoneer's pack is 12 gold pieces. Burglar's pack is 16. I want an explorer's pack. Okay, 10 gold pieces. And that comes with rope. Uh, I have two more things I want to get. I yes. want to get like a little, like a piece of like leather cord. Just like a small piece of leather cord. Okay. Um, that I can thread that lizard fang that I have, and I have like a little rock with a hole in it, and I want to put those on that and make a necklace. Awesome. It costs like five copper. Excellent. You get it, no problem. I'm not even gonna write that down. And, yeah. Don't bother. Uh, what what are the specs on getting me a pair of brass knuckles, huh? Brass knuckles. Can you get those here? Let's I feel see. like I know a guy. You might know a guy. Um, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Let's see if you're able to find. Ah, say 16. 16. Okay. Okay. I'll say that you, um, go ahead and make me, go ahead and make me a persuasion check. Also. 13. 13? Okay. You talk to some of your buddies, um, and they manage to hook you up with a blacksmith they know who's got a little bit of free time on her hands. Um, and she says that she will make you a pair of brass knuckles. It'll take her a couple of days. Um, so if you guys leave Ben's with, you're going to need to kind of come back and pick them up. And it's going to cost you 10 gold pieces. Heck yeah! Okay. Um, I want those spikes on them. She says she'll have it for you in... Well, if you want spikes on them, then it'll be 15 gold pieces. I don't care. For spikes. Okay, cool. We get some brass knuckles. Six. Uh, and we'll talk about stats on those later. Uh, I need an explorer's pack. How much are those again? Ten. Ten? All right, I'll buy that. Awesome. Anybody want anything else? Is there like a post? Is there any kind of postal service in this world? Yes. Um, there is, I'm glad you asked, um, because <laughs> I did think about it. There's basically some, like, small ships that go extremely fast. They're sort of built around just speed. They're manned by just a couple people. Um, some of them have, like, magical techniques to let them go even faster. And these small ships, uh, carry the mail kind of to the bigger cities. Um, so, like... There wouldn't be one that would go to your village, Finn, but there might be one that would go to, like, a bigger town nearby. 
um, a kind of postal service and people could pick up mail there. There's kind of like centralized locations where you get it sent and then you just go and you're like, is there anything for me? And someone says yes or no. So yeah, there's, and it usually costs just like, depending on how far you're sending it, it costs anywhere from a silver to a couple gold to send something. All right. Um, so I want to take like 20 of my gold and send it back to Lithios. Awesome. Um, you can do that. It'll cost, it costs three silver to send. Actually, I'll say because it's a package that has stuff in it, it'll cost a full gold to send it. And then you can send 20 gold with it back. All right. Um, great. Do you put a letter in it or anything? Um, no, I just sent them a letter. Um, (laughs) so I just like put it in in box and I'm like... Well, I guess so it has to go to a city, not it can't go right to Gillsbury. It can't go right to Gillsbury, but it can go to like a, a town nearby okay. and then people will kind of stop. And you you would know that kind of smaller towns like yours, sometimes someone will just go like any mail for anybody in Gillsbury when they stop by and then they'll take okay. it all back to the village and sort of hand it out. All right. So like, hey, could you can I send this package to San Francisco? <laughs> and they the, the mailman kind of. It takes it and says that it'll be there. How much help. did you send? I'm sorry. Awesome. What? Hold- Salmon Cisco? Yes, yeah, Salmon Cisco, the closest major city to Gillsbury. <laughs> this is Oh my canon. god. <laughs> it's a little ways south of Tunisie. Okay. Can fuck you. In the district of <laughs> Wales. Oh my god. Um, wait, how much did you send back, Finn? 20 gold. Okay. Regan, how much have you spent so far? I don't know. <laughs> Have I needed to like give you more money from my chest yet? Yes. <laughs> well, how much? How much has he spent? Like what? Like thirteen. Oh, so then I haven't given you any from my chest yet. Oh, okay. Darn. I want to take it out with my teeth. Okay. <laughs> We're not there yet. Anybody else have anything they want to buy? I'm trying to think what I need. I don't think I really need anything else. I would like to take a look at some of the local shops to see what sort of yeah. doodads you they can buy have. Some fun doodads. Um, there's truly so many doodads. Okay, we can stop calling them doodads. It's making me would uncomfortable Would you almost now. say that you have gadgets and gizmos aplenty? Oh, I you sure do. And yeah. what's its galore? Hey, you know thingamabobs? I got 20. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. If you'd like to know some of the things you find, I can tell you. Yes, please. You find... There's a tiny gnome-crafted music box. And Malachi, you almost feel like you've like heard this song before when you were a small child. It's gnome-crafted... I-, I ask the vendor, what is this? The vendor is a gnome. Um, and he kind of looks at you through, like, big, big glasses. He's this very short man with a big beard and enormous glasses. And he goes, oh, it's a music box. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, how does it, how does it work? Wind it up as a thing and it makes music. Where is this from? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. You're standing in, like, a small shop that's truly just, there's so many things in here. It's like the, the walls are, like, covered in objects and there's stuff hanging from the ceiling and everything he goes i travel a lot you see i go all over the place and i've i've gotten that from uh i don't even remember oh uh do you know the song yeah i can't place it it's really bugging me something like uh and he kind of whistles a little tune um that and he like winds he takes it from you and winds it up again and listens to it kind of whistles along and he goes it's like 
the Ballad of Lady Shale or something like that. Lady Sh- Or maybe that's another one. I think it's the Ballad of Lady Shale. Um, how much? Oh, I'd give it to you for a gold a piece. A whole gold piece? It's pretty nice. Is it pretty nice? It looks like it maybe was once pretty nice. How long have you had this in your possession? Because it looks like it's not really pretty nice any longer. Ah! Um, go ahead and give me, um... You can give me... I'll let you give me persuasion or intimidation. Your choice. Uh... That's gonna be... Intimidation. <laughs> that's gonna be a 22. A 22? He goes... I'll give it to you for seven silver. Done. Malachi doesn't know how to haggle, but he assumes that that's fine. (laughs) And yeah, you now have this tiny music box. And I have no idea how I recognize this song. It just sounds familiar to me. Uh Uh-huh. Sounds, and you feel like, you remember, like, you're thinking back and you're thinking back and you have this dim memory of being in, like, a warm house with another child um, kind of sitting on the floor with you and both of you kind of listening to someone playing this song. I very gently wrap this box up with a piece of cloth and I tuck it away in my new pack. Do any of the rest of us recognize it or have the same like the same sensation of recognizing it? I'm gonna say no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You hear the song, it's a nice song, but I'm gonna say you don't feel like you recognize it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything else sort of cool around here? Yeah, let's see what else is cool around here. I want to hear the rest of the list Hannah prepared. Uh-huh. Um, there's a bright green feather. The gnome oh. goes, got that from a bird down in the, uh, down in the Sea of Storms, you know. Sea of Storms? Was a big bird. <laughs> I ask Nurgle if he wants it. Nurgle goes, ah, and seems actually, like, angry at the feather. Oh, nope, no thanks. He kind of, like, fluffs up his wings a little bit and kind of, like, struts. Easy. Do you easy. know what this does? What it does? Well, it, uh, it looks pretty. You can wear it. If you got a lady friend, you can give it to her. She can wear it in her hair. No. Okay, <laughs> what else? Give it to me. I can wear it in my hair. <laughs> oh, yes, this gentleman could wear it in his hair. <sighs> he sort of waggles his eyebrows at you, Malachi. <laughs> I-, I-, I look at Reagan. Well, I'm not buying it for you. Reagan also <laughs> waggles his eyebrows at Malachi. <laughs> You have money, Reagan. I don't want feather. <laughs> okay. I'm good on shopping, personally. Finn, Finn is relieved that nobody bought the feather. There's an awkward silence in the shop as the man kind of like holds the feather and looks at you guys, not sure what you're doing. Here. I shake my head no. Okay. Um, you guys kind of wrap up your shopping. You sort of spend most of the morning, kind of part of the afternoon doing this shopping. The city is still, weirdly, the kind of like quietest time in this city, other than maybe like 3 a.m. is like 2 p.m. Where everyone kind of like is off like dozing somewhere before they're going to rally again for the evening. And where most ships are like docked. Um, and so things are not, there isn't that activity at the docks, the kind of flurry of, of unloading or packing or the actual trade and business that does go on here. It's not just a party city. There's a lot of kind of merchant <laughs> guilds and outposts and trade and stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. You guys, as you've sort of been walking through the city, you've noticed... Um, There's only, like, one temple here, um, and it's just sort of, like, a big kind of 
catch-all temple, you see that there's like the symbol over the door is the symbol of Arathis, the goddess of civilization. Um, what What is Arathis' symbol again? Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay, um, okay. It's just a circle that says Arathis. No, it. it's specifically, it's something cool. They all have cool things. Um, all right, no problem, no problem. But so that, that symbol is over the door. Um, but then inside there's lots of kind of different like shrines to different gods. Um, the sort of the, the big five um, major gods or the old gods sort of in their places of honor at the, at the front of the temple. Um, and then the minor gods kind of throughout. You also notice that there's, uh, there's a, a building which is almost sort of like the embassy of the Nerian League, the trade consortium um, that has a lot of different islands and island kingdoms in the Western Sea belong to the Nerian League. So you see that they have a sort of like an embassy, basically, okay. um, here in, in Benswith, as well as, you know, like a few other notable areas uh, as you go through. You see that there's like, there's at least one kind of like fighting pit, basically, like an area of, of where there's like martial strength competitions yeah. and stuff like that. Um, people, though, not fish, right? Yeah, no, this one's people. Um, I want to go in the fighting pit. So is this all in, like, the main square kind of deal? Yeah, this is kind of throughout, like, the main area of the okay. city. There's sort of, I mean, the temple, Arathis's temple and the embassy and the fighting pit are not all right next to each other, <laughs> but they are, like, they are within walking distance very easily of each other. They're Go within, from like, church a, like a straight to the pits. Away. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hit up, hit up church, then hit up the fighting pit. Um, all right. I what what time is it? How much time do we got to kill? It's well, you don't you never set like a specific time to meet with anyone. Right. I, I'm saying it's like two p.m. Actually, it would maybe maybe be a little later. Maybe closing in on like three or four at this point. Okay. You have spent some time shopping. Once I spot the temple, I like am like oh my god, and I just like make a beeline for it. Malachi goes to church. <laughs> um, Well, I feel like that leaves the embassy for me, but I don't have anything to do there. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can come if you want. I go into the embassy and just kind of hang around in the lobby aimlessly until they (laughs) tell me to leave. Um, Well, since Malachi has abandoned me and Finn does not seem to need me. Hey, I never said they could not come with me. I'll go to the fighting pits. Awesome. So we'll deal with the temple first. The Temple of Arathis is very, there's like lots of like straight lines and pillars and right angles. It's really a building that like, just that kind of like, um, an emphasis on its own architecture, if that makes sense. Just like a a building that wants you to know that it's a building. Um, and as you walk in, you see, it's not quiet by any means. I mean, it's quieter than like the din of the city outside, Mm -hmm. um, but it's still there's like people talking having conversations you see over in the corner somebody's playing a lute a few people kind of smile and nod at you as you come in but mostly everybody's just kind of doing their own thing by themselves or in little groups um there's a bunch of different altars throughout to all the different gods and some people have left offerings you see you know it's kind of different for each god Mm -hmm. um 
you notice that one of the more prominent statues, kind of right when you walk in, there's a statue of Evandra, who you know is the goddess of change and chance and fortune and luck. Um, right. And you know you've spent enough time on the sea to know that Evandra is a huge deal to anyone who spends a lot of time traveling or a lot of time like at the mercy of the sea. Okay. And you see that the statue itself looks like a teenage girl who's standing on one foot like she's maybe jumping or playing hopscotch or something. And she's got one finger up like she's sensing the wind and kind of a mischievous little smirk on her face. Um, And you see that all around the base of the statue there are coins and dice and decks of cards and just all these instruments of chance uh, kind of laying there around the statue's feet. Mm. And you see the other statues around too. There's one to Bahamut, the Platinum Dragon. There's one to Lathander, who's like the god of dawn. Um, and then, of course, there are the ones to Pelor and Sahoon uh-huh. and Melora and Cord and Raven, the Raven Queen, um, the like big five deities, the old gods. Yeah. I just, I just sort of like look around and I take out my jar of dirt and I unscrew my jar of dirt and I take my rock out. And I hold it in my hand, and I just start slowly walking around to each different shrine and cool. altar. Um, Comparison shopping. The the rock glows, uh, starts getting warm in your hand, um, but not by anything in particular. It just okay. in general as you're going around. Every time the rock gets warmer, I like I go and I look up and I like see if I'm in front of a particular shrine. Yeah, sometimes it seems like you're in front of a particular one. At one point, you look up and you're looking at Garl Glittergold, the god of the gnomes. I shake my head and I run away. <laughs> at one point, you realize you're in the ladies' room. Like. <laughs> I. I, I do whisper to my rock, I'm like, which one should I use? You don't hear a voice, but you feel just kind of a general sense of calm here, and of kind of like, okay. like there's no wrong choice. But you also can go ahead and make a, go ahead and make a religion check for me. Nat 20. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, really. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, let me uh. think. Malachi just ascends to godhood instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! With a nat 20, I'll say you're you're sort of looking around with your rock in your palm, um, and you catch, like, a little flicker of movement mm. out of the kind of corner of your eye. And as you look around, you see uh, the statue of Evandra has kind of, her head has, like, turned slightly, you think. Um, you're not 100% sure because it's just a statue, um, but it looks like her chin has sort of turned a little bit. Um, and you see now that she's winking, and you could have sworn she wasn't winking before. And you sort of follow her gaze, um, and it basically looks like it's pointing up toward the front where the old gods are. Uh-huh. And you see the the direction of the shrine to Melora, um, who's also kind of known as the known as the sea and the queen mm-hmm. of the sea. Um, you know her as kind of the goddess of the ocean, but also of creation and also of the wilderness. And as you look back down at the rock in your palm, um, you see that it's got these kind of, that there's like moss growing on it all of a sudden. There's these kind of like little little bits of moss. Um, and as you're looking at um, 
it still doesn't feel like you're not like, oh, Melora, obviously she's been talking to me, but you sort of, you, you feel this connection with nature um, and this um, connection with green things and growing things in the wild world. Um, and you start thinking kind of, it's, it's less of a like, oh, here she is and more of a like, okay, we get each other. Like we understand each other. Yeah, I um, try to wink back at Avandra but I'm like so flustered that I just like blink at her three times in a row. Um, and, and my eyes are welling up a little bit and I like go over to Melora's shrine and I, be, and I just sort of like sit there for a minute and see if anything else happens for me. Cause I'm like, is she the one? Nothing else happens, but the moss on your stone stays. I take out a silver piece and I lay it on her shrine and I lay one on a Bondra's shrine as well. Okay. And I, I just stay there for a little bit, sort of basking in the, like, calmness and the connectedness that I feel. Cool. Even though I'm still very confused. <laughs> um, you're hanging out there. Um, I. Finn. Um, I look at, there's, like, some art, tasteful decorations hung up in the lobby. Uh-huh. And I point at one and I look over at, like, the guy behind the counter in the lobby. And I'm like, did you make this? <laughs> he goes, um, no, that was by a... A famous artist. Oh, nice. I'm just a, a desk clerk. Can I can I help you? No, I'm good. You want to, like, speak with someone? Or are you, like, seeking um, a, a... Do you want to file a complaint? Oh, no. No, no complaints here. Oh, great. You're enjoying your stay in Densworth. Thanks. <laughs> I think that was a question. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, did you not say enjoying your stay in Benzwith? No, I Thanks. absolutely did. Oh, wait, I thought you just said to enjoy your stay. No, no, no. No, they definitely asked a question and Finn just said yes. Uh, thanks. Yes is an answer thanks. to a question? Or, no, Finn just said thanks, not yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... In the antithesis to a beautiful moment of connectivity, we have that. Yeah, and in the other antithesis, um, Reagan, you walk in to the fighting pit, and there's someone, there's like a, a half-orc woman um, in kind of like a tank top um, standing at the front, and she's like, we're lining up the fights for tonight. You want to, uh, you're here to spectate, or you're here because you got an entry, or you want to start placing your bets early? <laughs> well, as much as I would like that. Pull me in. Yeah, you wanna you wanna yeah. enter? All right. Um, it's ten gold pieces to enter, and if you win, you triple your money. I like the sound of that. Not to mention any bets you might want to place on yourself, which is encouraged. In fact, it's <laughs> my accomplice. You're not allowed to bet against yourself, but you are allowed to bet on yourself. Well, that that does track. Um, <laughs> so I slap down the ten gold for the entrance fee. Okay. Um, she says now. What fight would you like to be entered in? We've got one where we've got, you know, bare-knuckle brawling, no weapons, no magic. We've also got, yes, weapons, no magic. And then we've got the no-holds-barred magic weapons, anything you can come up with. We've got healers on standby. It's, it's a fight until you either you tap out or you're knocked out. And then we've got healers on standby to bring you back up. But I can't promise sometimes if you take a really big hit, you might just be gone and then there's nothing nobody can do for you. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, do I want to go, do I want to go bare knuckle or do I want to go no holds barred? Oh, he's going to be an asshole. No holds barred. 
All right. All Is he right, going to use fight. magic? Yeah, I, all right. I will put your name in. We will get you matched up with an opponent, and we will get going. Excellent. Uh, what name will we be fighting under? Put it down for heart, Mark. <laughs> Again with this shit. Andy, you just went so high-pitched. <laughs> Where's my pencil? Because I, I have heart mark on the mind because I was just editing episode three and I don't I don't understand what it means. <laughs> um, so she writes down she writes down heart mark and you are you are in the book. She goes, be here. It's at nine p.m. You got it. All right. Um, she shakes your hand and she says, "May the best fighter win." <laughs> yeah, may. You're signed up. We do that thing where you just both like squeeze each other's hand like tighter and tighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm very go- touching. Go ahead and make a strength check, actually. Oh, shit. Oh, that's an eight. (laughs) (laughs) Natural 19 from her. So she, like, squeezes your hand, and when you kind of, you don't back down, but when you pull away, your hand is, like, turning purple. Huh. Nice. Uh, I head back out. She grins, and you head back out. Eventually, you guys kind of meet up again outside. Um, Malachi looks like he's just had a... A spiritual experience. Sorry for running off. Um, it looks like he's just had a very <laughs> awkward conversation. <laughs> I didn't feel awkward. <laughs> and Reagan looks about 10 GP lighter. Yep. <laughs> and his hand is purple. Yeah, Almost they, always. They've got some art by a famous artist in there, apparently. Uh, we can't go in there. And um, Malachi walks away from the Nerean League Embassy. Oh, I think we can. I just did. Mal, you got some sort of... But I mean, I'm not recommending it. There's not really much to do in there. You got some sort of beef with the Narian League, Mal. What happened to your hand, Reagan? Ah, I'm a nice lady. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> this tracks with Malachi's experiences with women. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but Reagan keeps on ribbing him. He's like, so, what? You can't show your face the Narian League, huh? Did you do something bad? No. Did you do something bad? Something weird? Nope. Um, I just don't know why we would have any business in an embassy. Yeah, but you said we couldn't go in there. And then you started walking away rather quickly. Yeah, I don't want to go in, okay? Ooh. Hey, Finn. Huh? Do you think Malachi's in trouble with the Narian League? Why? Because he says he doesn't want to go in there. Even yeah? Even though there's art by a very famous artist. Well, maybe he's just not into art appreciation. I'm not an art connoisseur, Reagan. Oh, oh, oh. Would have thought differently of you. I'm not as fancy as you think I am. Huh. Um. You want to get in a bare knuckle fight? What? Finn Finn leans over his shoulder and whispers to Nurgle, What's a connoisseur? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks. (laughs) Um, Hannah, can I say that I accidentally activated my speak to animals and I understand what Nurgle just said? Yes. Because uh, I, I still haven't gotten the hang of my magic, but... Yeah, you don't totally understand how your magic works, so you're looking at Nurgle thinking, I wish I knew what he was saying, and uh, you accidentally all of a sudden realize that you do understand what he's saying, and what he's saying is, a connoisseur is someone who appreciates a certain uh, a certain thing, and particularly it has connotations of being sort of higher class and fancy. Malachi just, like, his eyes go so, so, so wide, and he's like, Say that again. What you wanna? You wanna I do some bare knuckle fighting? Is what I no, say. No, 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 not you, not you. I look right at Nurgle. Him. A connoisseur is someone. I was just <laughs> explaining to my friend what a connoisseur is. 
Can you can understand me? Uh, no, almost never. Shh. <laughs> you can understand me. To the two of you, Malachi's looking intently at Nurgle, who's going. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Nurgle! I had no idea you were such a knowledgeable fellow. <laughs> he sure is. I I know many things. I've been around for centuries. Holy sh! Shoot. Um, I'm sorry, centuries? Yes. I'm only I'm not a normal gull, if you see. Okay. Um, oh, Christ. I mean, that doesn't exist in this world. Um, How do Finn and Nurgle communicate? Can I understand when he talks or not? So, Finn, because he's your familiar, you can distinctly get across, like, you distinctly get, like, feelings from him. Um, but you don't get actual language from him. Um, but you sort of, okay. you're getting the gist of the conversation. Um, and most <laughs> of this is sort of stuff that you already assumed to be true. So Finn's just nodding along while Malachi's talking to a bird and the bird just goes, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Reagan's just like swiveling back and forth like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is happening? Reagan kind of gets up on his tiptoes to like look into Malachi's eyes and he's like, are you okay, mate? Do you need... You, you know, you need you need a, a few good hits to the head. That'll set you right. Come back into the fighting pits. They're, they're taking the injuries to the lineup oh, tonight. Oh, I lean over to Malachi. Does Regan, does Regan not understand? I don't oh, think he does, no. What are you no. talking about? That's, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. Nothing. Nurgle, do you know how I understand you right now? Because this has never happened to me before. Oh, I would guess you channeled some magic and cast the spell, Speak with Animals. <laughs> It's only because of Finn's magic that this even works on me at all, you see. Oh, okay, um... You're welcome. Uh, Malachi just sort of, like, looks at his hands and is like, what have I done? But then he just sort of nods at Nurgle and then... Hold on, Reagan. fighting pits? You went to the fighting pits? (laughs) Yeah. Did you... You wanna come? I think I'd better. I'm up at nine. You can come hold my shirt for me or whatever. I'm sorry, you're on at nine? Yeah. Nine tonight? Yeah. Like, tonight you are going to the fighting pit? Yeah. Instead of the bar where we're supposed at to nine. go fetch our, our magical artifact back. Oh, well, we do have a timestamp on that. I kind of figured you guys would, you know, drop in with that and I would do something else. You don't want to find out what the hell the heck Nell's been... Pulling over us this whole time? Uh, not particularly, no. Okay. Also, you're talking to a bird. I'm used to Finn doing stuff like that, but you've been talking to a bird. What's going on here? Is there some sort of, some sort of magic? Apparently, I can, I can speak to animals now if I want. Don't really know how it works, but that's apparently that is a gift that has been granted to me. Reagan's kind of like, oh... And he, like, like, he kind of takes a little step back from Malachi. He's like, all right. This has never happened to me before. It's, I'm just as confused as you. I'm not confused, but all right. You know how to use magic? What? <laughs> what? Malachi recognizes no. a fellow bad liar when he sees one. <laughs> Gross. Um, so wh- why are you going to the pits at nine? You're fighting? Yeah. Did you have to pay for this? Maybe, but I knew it's I made triple, the right decision. It's, it's triple back if you win. So, but I this is investment. If. I'm I'm doing investing in a portfolio. That's a good deal. It's a good deal. Thank you, Finn. Do you good know deal. who you're fighting? No, 
find out when we get there. It's no holds barred, so whatever goes. So you could be fighting a magic user. They could try. Malachi does not know what to say to this. <laughs> he thinks Reagan is a supreme idiot because he thinks Reagan is just going to go in there with his little bare hands and try and fight a mag- magic user. Hey, I have big bare hands. <laughs> but yes, that is probably exactly what's going to happen. Okay. What time is it now? Uh, late afternoon. All right. Anyone up for, for dinner with the Nergemeister? <laughs> you had the opportunity to say Nurgle Meister, Meister Nurgle. <laughs> No, Nurgle is my bird. Nurgle is the other guy. Reagan, do you have any armor? Uh. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, I do have that. <laughs> Does he? He's not wearing any. <laughs> <laughs> is this safe? Eh, probably not, but hey. Okay, what you we'll, do, we'll come. Right? I'll come with you. Finn, we're going to go with Reagan to the fighting pits tonight. All right. Actually, you know what? Why don't we go now? Why don't we see if we can get him out of this? <laughs> no, you don't got to get me out of anything. It's come on. It's going to be good. We're going to have fun. Well, I... Mm, I... Finn, come on. <laughs> Malachi walks over to the fighting pits looking, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, you... like an angry mom. <laughs> Are you going to enter too? Yeah, come on, Mal. Um, so you guys, the two, the three of you walk back into the fighting pit. Um, the half-orc woman looks up and she goes, Oh, my friend, you bought, you bought friends? Yeah, we got some new recruits for you here. Yeah, yeah. You guys Something wanna, really exquisite, too. You want to sign up or you're here to place some bets on your friend? I look to Nurgle. Uh, no, I'm actually here to unsign up him. No, you are not here to do that. <laughs> He's not here to do that. He's here to place a bet of 25 GP on my victory. He's not good for the money. Oh, pretty, pretty good bet, pretty good nope, bet. Nope, this one's not good for the money. No, uh, you he, he already gave me the money. He's pretty good for it. He's entered. I'm good. I'm, I'm so good. I'm great. I think he's going to be great. Thank you. I like her. She's the nice lady I was telling you about. Who's he up against? She looks down at her book and she's like, well, I haven't totally sorted that out yet. I got a few names I'm thinking about, but we'll have to wait and see who signs up by the end of the day. And if he loses, he just loses the 10 he put down. Is that he right? He just loses the 10 he put down and then he bet on himself. How much did you bet on yourself? Oh, calm down, mom. Just one. One gold piece? Yeah. You can't argue with that. That is what I put down, right? I think so. I don't remember I so. if you put anything down. <laughs> I didn't think you would bet at all. Yeah, me I neither. thought I put okay. one gold on myself. Whatever. Hey, not much, so... What are the rules to this? The rules are, it's a one-on-one fight. We've got three different categories. There's some people who are just gonna box no weapons, no armor, no nothing. There's a few, there's another's who are gonna fight with just weapons, but no magic is allowed. And then there's, you know, the no-holds-barred fight. Weapons, magic, anything, any dirty tricks you want to throw. The only rule is no outside interference. Uh, No outside interference during the fight. If somebody uh, raises their hand and surrenders, then that ends the fight and no one can make any attacks after that. If someone uh, gets knocked out, then you can't attack them again to kill them. Uh, You have to let the healers get to them. Do you Um, have some sort of enforcement for this or no? Enforcement? I mean, it's just kind of generally like everyone in the crowd which is a lot of other fighters sometimes. So people are pretty serious about the rules. Yeah, Mal, have you never been to a semi-legal fighting ring before? Um, obviously I have. You look like you'd be great in the fighting ring. Yeah, I figured um, you would've. I've never fought, uh... Really? In You've a ring. never fought? Never fought. 
Go ahead and make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> no good for me. Uh, I actually, uh... Does he get disadvantage because he's standing there with a massive flail and two javelins? You know what? Yes. <laughs> no, I hit a 17. Your weaponry gives you disadvantage. Ah! Well, it's a 17 still, so suck a it. A 17 still? Okay. Um, she sort of sizes you up and she goes, All right, well, were your parents military then? Because I recognize by your stance that you sort of, uh, you know, I'm, I know the way soldiers stand. Malachi, like, awkwardly, like, sticks a hip out and crosses <laughs> his, his feet. This, this stance? No. Not that stance at all. Reagan's tiny brain is going nuts thinking about General Neiman. Is General Neiman your dad? Who? General, the guy you're talking about back in the resort, is he your dad? Malachi, <laughs> in a fit of stupidity, I don't have a father. At all. Well, me neither. So he I'm... was carved from the side of a mountain. <laughs> Reagan completely takes that at face value. He's like, oh yeah, well, me neither, so... But who is General Wait, Neiman? now Malachi's just super confused, and he relaxes back into his soldier stance. Man, yeah. bunch of people with daddy issues here. Best for fighting, I think. Hey, That's how about- what I always say. How about you, kid? And she points at no, Finn. No, this one doesn't fight. Me and my dad are pretty good. I just talked to him this morning. Oh. Well, all right. Well, you want in on the fighting ring anyway? No. I look to Malachi. No. And I'm like, oh, uh, no. I mouth no at him. <laughs> And then I point at, like, there's, like, a tapestry depicting some sort of battle on the wall. And I'm like, did you make this? <laughs> the half-orc woman goes, yes, actually, I did. Wow, it's really good. <laughs> Thank you. I took up weaving in my spare time when I'm not organizing fights. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. See, I told you she was a nice lady. What kind of crowd do you get around here? Oh, you know, uh, sometimes we get soldiers through, sometimes mostly just sailors who are uh, drunk and put their friends up to it. Every once in a while you get like a real good fighter looking to test their strength. And you know, sometimes most of the people here can scrap a little bit. We're, we're hardy out here, in the, out here in the sea. We know how to, you know, you gotta be ready for whatever comes your way. Yeah, like waves. Like waves, exactly. Mm, yeah. Hannah, would we have to sign up now, or is this something that you could just, like, pop in while the fights are happening and be like, hey, put me in? Um, she says the, the, you gotta be signed up by the time the first fight starts, which the first fight starts at 8 o'clock. Mm. So that way we can plug you into the tournament. Or if you really wanted to sub in for someone who wasn't gonna do it, you could sub in for someone, but... Could he pull out later if he needed to? Um... He... I never pull out. You can pull out by not showing up, I guess, but you forfeit you, you forfeit your ten gold, you lose the fight. Fine, we'll be here. <laughs> nice. I go for, like, the, like, bro handshake with Mal, and I feel like he curves me. I do, yeah. <laughs> I give it to Finn instead. During all this, Finn has wandered back over to the embassy. <laughs> the guy behind the counter is again like, ah, you're, you're back. Yep. I, I actually am going to go get Finn from the embassy. I've had a thoughtful moment in which I realized that maybe I can go in there for something that I want to do. And I go and I get Finn from the embassy. I follow you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you it's for been fun. stopping by. Hey, thank you. I ask the guy at the front desk what the league presence in Benswith here is like. Uh, if there's any other establishments around. 
the guy at the front desk, he, he says, uh, well, we sort of, we have our presence here for any disputes that come up between merchants is the main, our, our presence here is mostly, um, to resolve any trade issues, uh, making sure that people, if someone's not following the regulations that have been agreed to by all the countries that are part of the league, um, then we want to make sure that we get that taken care of. Why do you ask? Um, just a tourist sort of curious about Benswith's role in, in the league. I've been sort of island hopping, you know? Hmm. And I, I understand that. Not a lot of people come in here with just kind of, you know, most of the tourists aren't really interested in, you know, I'm a bit of a history buff, you see. So, um, anyone else around here? That, well, I don't know, any other government buildings that I can tour or explore? You want to... <laughs> I'm sorry, you want to explore government buildings? <laughs> I suppose you could go to the, to the Merchants Guild. They might show you around. Um, the sort of... Uh, where the, the, you know, Benswith is mostly run by... It's sort of an oligarchy... Um, so some of the richer merchants, uh, there's the mayor. Um, who runs the outpost here? Who runs this? The embassy. Yeah, the yeah. Embassy? Sorry. Uh, my boss, her, her name is, uh, Sarisa. Um, and, and the Merchants League? Who, who, who's in charge here in Benswith? Well, there's a, there's a kind of group of merchants who, who run it. Um, and then the mayor is a man named, uh, Star Starlin uh Starlin Benswith. His last name is Benswith. What are the odds? <laughs> That's kinda good. nice. That's kinda nice. Wow. Fascinating. Uh sorry, uh, I know this is seems kinda odd, just new to the league, so I just kinda curious about the way that things work around here. Malachi leaves before he says anything else. <laughs> his mouth like he was going to say something but then he, he lets you go okay. that all took long enough that finn wandered back over to the fighting pits <laughs> the half work is oh again like look, kid i really We're think stuck that in you a loop. could be great me me or nurgle i'm not asking your goal i'm talking to you oh could you do a tag uh, team could you do a man and bird tag team that would be pretty good i mean if both my friends are doing it, i guess i'll do it too I, I don't think your other friend is doing it, but you definitely should sign up. Oh, I kind of zoned out and wandered away. I forget how that interaction oh ended. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a disaster of a trip. <laughs> do you, do you want to sign up? Um, No, no thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, if you change your mind, you've got till 8 p.m. All right. All right. I don't know what to do until 8 p.m. because I don't want to, like... I want to go to Nergel's. But Why? <laughs> Because he invited... You're the one who was saying earlier you wanted to go that's, to that's see That's Taylor, not Malachi. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what? I figured we'd we'd figure out what the deal with the cube is with Nell, and then we'd go uh, talk to Nergil's friend about it. But I suppose... Well, maybe Nergil's friend can make us a nice dinner before we go to the bar with Nell. That's true. Why don't we hit up Nergil's friend for dinner and an explanation, take Reagan to his little fight, Little. And then we will go meet Nell at the bar, assuming that Reagan survives. Which, frankly, at this point, I don't even know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Malachi stops dead. That reminds me. Malachi's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ah, oh, I just walked into a rock, you guys. <laughs> I turn around and... How... Reagan, how tall are you? Can I loom over you? Yeah, Reagan's the shortest loom is one. is a strong word. You have, you have six inches on me, but I'm wearing okay. boots. I do I do loom a little bit over you. 
You tried to throw that fight against the Hackles the other day. What? I meant to talk to you about it on the ship, but the blue bitch was gone and I kind of got distracted. Throw the fight? You literally took the extremely important weapon they were wielding that I handed off to you and you threw it away and then they re- re they took it back. I mean, that's not exactly what the semantic meaning of, of throwing a fight is, but... <laughs> yes, no, I chucked the thing. I chucked the thing. I just didn't want to be touching it. Hmm. Did you want to be touching the corpses of any everyone in that resort once they, you know, opened that energy field and brought their storm in? And... Where is this coming from, Mal? Do you mean touching, like, sexually? Finn, do you touch corpses? Ew. No. Good, don't. That's disgusting. I don't know. I'm meeting a lot of strange and different people. Who knows? Yeah, but you shouldn't be touching them. No, Mal, what are you getting <laughs> oh my at? God. Are, you, are you suggesting that you think I am was with them or something? No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just a little concerned that you're going off to fight tonight, and the last time I saw you fight, all you did was throw a weapon away and basically get yourself killed. Reagan kind of just like goes like stone cold. <laughs> you got a death wish or something? Stone cold. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but he just kind of like stares back at Mel. He's like, you got a problem with that? Uh, yes, actually. I do have a problem with that since A, your life is not worthless and neither were the lives of me and Finn or Eliester or Lee or Eleonora or any of the other people who were affected by what we were doing. Well, we got it done, didn't we? Yeah. Finn and I got it done. That's me. That's you, Finn. <laughs> I feel like this is like watching your parents argue in a Domino's parking lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Finn has right. wandered away into the temple now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Finn. Uh, <laughs> well, if you guys want to press the little advantage that you have going be my guest but advantage i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mess with that i've seen too many things happen are you talking about magic because of people reagan yeah and i'm not going anywhere near it and if you two want to do that that's be my it's guest not... they were using magic against us how is that an advantage i'm not gonna go there wait you're not I'm not war. You have magic? What? You said if you and Finn want to press your advantage, you can, but I'm not going to. That sounds to me like you have magic. <clears throat> Maybe. I... <sighs> it's nothing that you need to worry about. How's that? I mean, I'm a little worried now. Have you have you used it? Why would you be keeping it from us? I'm not, I'm not keeping anything from you. I mean, it's... it's you just said it yourself. I damn near died for you back there. Oh, wow, that just got real gay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but... Um, <clears throat> I, but you didn't, though. You were kind of dying for yourself. Are you going to psychoanalyze me here all night, or are we going to go meet Nell at a bar and get Finn and I... Are you planning on using magic in this fight tonight, or are you using magic on us? I don't know what to... I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going I'm on. I'm not using magic on you. Hey, I don't... I don't know how magic works. Oh, you don't? But Does it look like I know how magic works? You were, like, smiting stuff with divine light. Yeah, but that was... That wasn't me. That wasn't you. I mean, it was my axe. I... I didn't do that. What do you mean you didn't do that? How did it I happen? Don't, I don't make... I don't make magic happen. I just... I asked for help. Then it 
I get it. Sometimes. Like from like God or something? Like from a god? Or is it like I, I think so. I hope so. Finn and his daddy. I it, it I hope it's not my daddy. I don't think it is. I don't have I just sort of assumed it was, you know, I had that and Finn had magic and you were just a guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that tickled Andy. Um well you know what? For tell you what, Mal, for all intents and purposes, that's all this is. Alright? You have your thing where sometimes people help you through your axe or whatever, or something sometimes my hands. happens and you're able to do stuff and and Finn has his dad and his tentacle and <laughs> I'll be just a guy. And just don't worry about it. I can hold my own. Finn comes back with an ice cream. <laughs> From the temple. <laughs> I went, I wandered into the temple. Now I've wandered into every building. <laughs> you wandered into the temple and uh, a follower of the god of mirth just walked up to you and handed you an ice cream. <laughs> nice. It's holy water flavor. So you wander out of the temple with an ice yeah. cream in your hand. Holding my ice cream in my mage hand. Yeah. As, as Reagan says that last sentence, I'm distracted by this. Hang on. Finn, where did you get that ice cream? Mirth god. I know you didn't buy that. Well, A, how do you know I didn't buy it? I have money. And B, I just said, Mirth God. Because I, too, have peripheral vision, Finn. <laughs> Someone handed it to me. You... Oh, my God. Malachi, like, has an aneurysm. Has nobody ever told you about taking ice cream from strangers, Finn? I've never really known any strangers before now. Malachi and Reagan in unison just turn on Finn and start praying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you idiot. You're gonna get kidnapped. Oi, 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 Finn... I let Nurgle try some first. Finn, if a stranger, <laughs> if a stranger in a boat comes up to you and they say, "Help! I've lost my jellyfish. Will you come help me look for my jellyfish?" You don't get in the stranger's boat, okay? Well, yeah, I wouldn't get in the boat. I would just telepathically summon the jellyfish to come I back. I grab Finn's hand that's holding the ice cream and I cast detect poison on it. Can she grab my mage hand? Uh, it's in your mage hand? You can't. Yeah, it's in my mage hand. You can't hand. grab the mage hand. Is detect poison touch or can you just cast it? Oh shit, I don't know. Hold on. I guess she can still touch the ice cream. Um, no, I don't need to touch it. It can okay. be within 30 feet of me. You cast detect poison, not poison. Okay, okay, fine. What flavor is it? Woohoo. Uh, it doesn't tell me that actually. Right. <laughs> Strawberry. Yeah. Fine, you can have it, Finn. Sorry. Yay! Sue me for not wanting to you to eat ice cream from random strangers. Mal- Alright, <laughs> I don't really have any legal counsel to rely on, but if that's what you want- Mal, are you okay? You, you seem a little bit shaken. Um, no, what? Um. <laughs> well, do you guys want to tell me where you're going next? Yeah. We're going to Nurgle. We're going to Nurgle. Okay. <laughs> it's near the Crimson Call. So, you guys kind of- Finn returns with his ice cream, Malachi- Satisfied that there is no poison on the ice cream, uh, Nurgle reaches over your shoulder and takes a big bite of the. Wait! Uh, oh my god! I keep thinking you're talking cream. about Nurgle and not Nurgle. <laughs> I'm wondering if this was the best what choice. What the shit? When did he get here? Nurgle leans over your shoulder, takes a big gulp of ice cream, um, and um, and you guys begin to walk kind of down the street in the. The general direction of where you think Nurgle kind of pointed, the general direction of where Solaris's house is. And then presumably at some point after that, you'll get back to uh, the interesting weasel and 
Nell and the cube and all of that. Um, but for now, with your gear and your ice cream and a lot of things to think about, um, you guys head off towards Solaris's house, and that's where we will end our session for tonight. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, we want to give, as usual, our special shout-out thank you to the people who make this show possible, uh, which include Lucas. Ourselves. Ourselves, yes, we're shouting out <laughs> each of us. Thank you. Shout-out to our editor, Andy Latai. Um, also, oh, shout-out shout to our DM, Hannah. Oh, man. Um, shout-out to <laughs> Noah Lani. Who? <laughs> And uh, that's everybody. <laughs> that's all of them. No, shout out to Lucas Mangold for our theme music. You can find him at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com for any of your music needs. That's Carl that's with a Carl K. That's Carl with a K. Yeah. Uh, also, thank you to Jared Haverdink for more beautiful music in the episode, as well as to Theo Golden for our logo. You can find him at tgoldenart on Instagram. And if you want more of us, you can follow us on social media at shipoffoolscast. Additionally, uh, we have a little bit of a special announcement this week. We're doing a kind of a special Q&A episode. Um, this is sort of like the end of our first arc. We hit level three. We finally got off the island. And um, we got off. Mm -hmm. We went Some on a ship um, on this Ship of Fools podcast. Um, so in order to celebrate, we're going to publish a, a Q&A episode with us, the cast, Um on it's going to come out the week like the off week in between episode seven and episode eight so that'll be tuesday october 6th um and we'd love to hear what your questions are so if you have any questions about the characters about the show about the world or about like D D in general um about our private personal lives yep that also we'll take whatever um you can not mine only andy only andy's personal life <laughs> i'm gonna bear it all folks. <laughs> you can send those to us on any of our social medias which you can find us at ship of fools cast on twitter tumblr and instagram uh so you can send those there or you can email them to us uh at ship of fools cast at gmail.com if you'd prefer um Fun fact, we actually named this podcast after we got all the social medias. We just found that this was all available for a ship of fools cast, and then we built a brand around yeah, it. We had zero idea. Originally, we were going to do uh, Wild West. Yeah. So. <laughs> but none of, no handles related to that were available. None of them. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, Wagon Train of Fools was already taken. <laughs> Send us your questions, uh, and that will be coming out in a couple weeks. So Q&A episode on October 6th and episode 7 on September 29th. And we will see you on the open seas. Bye. Bye. <laughs>